today's episode, we're delving into the fascinating and somewhat mysterious topic that's been gaining incredible attention in the health and wellness world. Have you ever considered the powerful impact that something as simple as mushrooms can have on your health, especially as you age? Yep, you heard that right, mushrooms. These aren't just your average culinary varieties, but special kinds of mushrooms that have been used for centuries for their remarkable health benefits. In this episode, we're going to explore the world of functional mushrooms and their incredible potential to transform our health and well-being, particularly for those of us over 50. We'll be discussing everything from boosting your immune system, enhancing your brain health, to the potential in aiding the recovery process from various health issues. Our guests today are two individuals who have turned their passion for mushrooms into a thriving business, and they're here to share their wealth of knowledge about these fascinating fungi. Their story is as unique as the subject they're experts in, and I can't wait for you to hear all about it. So whether you're a mushroom enthusiast, curious about natural health remedies, or simply looking to optimize your health as you age, this episode is packed with insights and information that just might change the way you think about these humble organisms. Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Show. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life, so you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have a great show for you today. Cousins Stephanie Moyal and Jake Melman are here to guide us on an exploration into the healing power of mushrooms. If you're at all mushroom curious and interested in discerning hype from facts, Stick around. This was a fun and fascinating conversation. This episode is brought to you by The Silver Edge. The Silver Edge is my online nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle coaching business catering to those of you over 50 who aren't ready to give up and buy into the common narrative of it's all downhill from here. At The Silver Edge, we take a health-first approach to working with our clients to help them build lean, strong, vital bodies that last. Look, there's no shortage of lose weight quick coaches and programs in the world, but here's the deal. You can either lose weight quickly or permanently. So if you're tired of losing and gaining the same weight over and over again, if you're tired of constantly dieting, if you have a poor relationship with food, exercise, and your body, then I invite you to book a call and see if our services are a perfect fit for you. The easiest way to do this is head over to silveredgefitness.com and click on the coaching tab at the top of the page, or just shoot me an email at coach at silveredgefitness.com. Okay, let's get on with today's show. Today, we are joined by two remarkable entrepreneurs who have turned their passion for health and wellness and mushrooms into an innovative business. Cousins Stephanie Moyal and Jake Melman are the co-founders of Troop, a company that's revolutionizing the way we think about and consume mushrooms. With a mission to demystify these powerful fungi, Stephanie and Jake have created a range of health-boosting gummies. Their belief is that nature, particularly mushrooms, contains many answers to our health questions. Committed to making wellness both accessible and enjoyable, they offer products that don't just promise health benefits, but also taste great. 
Their gummies are vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, and they're made with all natural fruit flavors and colors, ensuring that you don't have to compromise on your dietary preferences to enjoy the benefits of functional mushrooms. Troop is dedicated to sustainability and potency, only using organically and sustainably cultivated mushrooms from right here in the United States. The name Troop is inspired by the natural world, referring to a group of mushrooms that grows together, symbolizing community and connection. Stephanie and Jake are excited to welcome you into the Troop community where wellness and nature go hand in hand. I started our interview today by asking Stephanie how she first became interested in the subject of mushrooms. So Jake and I are actually cousins and our journey with mushrooms all started during COVID. We had both experimented with mushrooms before, not so much, just a little bit. And on the first day of lockdown, Jake got into a horrible ski accident and shattered his leg. And he's okay now. He can, he's walking all good. And what's her? So I'm dancing. Yes, he's dancing. He's running. Well, recovery. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And I lost my job in hospitality. And I said, hey, I'll come move in with you and your family for a few days and help take care of your leg. And um, I ended up staying for a year and a half. And Jake did too. And um, I read this book that really inspired me about mushrooms. I didn't know that they could be neuroplastic for your brain and have so many different healing properties. And I turned to Jake and I was like, do you want to start growing mushrooms with me? So we started growing mushrooms together and the rest is kind of history. We learned so much, became so obsessed and immersed, and we just wanted to share these benefits with our community. And Jake had the idea of turning the mushrooms into gummies. And here we are two years later. All right, Jake, hang on. I want to get to you in a second. But Stephanie, there's a couple of things I want to pick apart. When you talk about experimenting with mushrooms, are we talking about experimenting with psychoactive mushrooms, with just health mushrooms, with portobello mushrooms? What specifically yeah. are you talking about? Well, I've always loved eating like portobellos and stuff. But no, <laughs> right. we I had, you know, we both had a, had our own psychedelic journeys. You know, we took mushrooms in college and did the whole like cliche mushroom experience and have tried. We had, had tried microdosing, but nothing too serious, no regimens or anything. And we had both tried different types of adaptogens as well. I remember, though, during COVID, when Jake was recovering from his knee, his mom was really into mushrooms and would always give us these powders and tinctures and stuff to take. And Jake was very not into the pills. And yeah, it was just a little bit harder to take. You know, when you have so many different pills you need to take for healing, adding another one or adding a powder that just doesn't taste very good, it's not very appealing to want to take. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then one more question before we get to, to Jake's side of things here. You mentioned you read a book and it was transformative to you. What what yeah. was that book? How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. Ah, okay. Right on. Yeah. I think yeah. probably a lot of a lot of listeners might be familiar with that. There's a Netflix uh, documentary yeah. as well that goes along with yeah. that. All right. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And Jake, it's back to you. So you're, you've mangled your leg right there at the beginning of COVID. Stephanie moves in. <laughs> Yeah, is that was that the introduction of mushrooms for you as well? It, yeah, it it really was. Like Steph said, I had had you know maybe one psychedelic experience at that point, and just the only my only experience with the adaptogenic functional mushrooms were my mom trying to push these powders down my throat that I was very against. You know, it was all very like my mom's kind of a hippie, so it was all very hippie. It was very like try this spiritual ceremonial ground dirt powder 
And I was like, I, I don't, I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. I didn't care about the benefits. I was like, I, I don't want to eat this. So when Steph said, let's grow mushrooms at first, it was just out of COVID boredom. And we actually started growing them in the closet, like tra- traditional mushroom growers. But then as we started to uh, grow them and kind of get more and more connected and do more research, we really found this, like this love for the mushrooms. And as I, as I did more research and actually it was the movie, Fantastic Fungi, which is on Netflix. It was that movie that really changed things for me because I'm someone who's like really obsessed with science and it just kind of felt like this whole untapped world of science that was so interesting because it has been used for thousands of years as medicines, but it's been like, it's for some reason, it's been just like deleted from our modern day science in, in total. So this whole world of mushrooms exists on this planet and it felt like nobody was talking about it. And we thought this should be front page news all day, every day. And people can do this to prevent illnesses instead of cure them. And then, yeah, that's kind of where the passion began for me. And then, yeah, when we wanted to deliver this in a way that I enjoyed, gummy was the only way for me because I just am really particular in those things. And I just kind of refused to take it when it wasn't in a gummy and especially take it every day. So when it was, we, we developed the gummy pretty specifically for me. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, along with that, we were the first mushroom gummy. So it really helped a lot of people along the way. Right on. So I guess you're overcoming that. I don't want to eat brown dirt powder. Well, let me ask you this, Jake, what, what does your mom think now that you have moved from this? I don't want that hippie voodoo stuff, but, and now you are kind of, <laughs> certainly you're right in line with that, right? Now you're, you're really into the mushrooms and you're promoting it. You started a business at your life. What does she think about that? Is that, did it, did she see that coming? Oh, she did not, but she's extremely proud and extremely yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, right on. She's, yeah, very, very, very happy and just stoked. And she takes all the products every day and she's constantly giving them to all of her friends and community yeah. and everyone loves them. And it's yeah, got to make her head awesome. of head of uh, PR and marketing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right she's, she's our idea woman. She comes right. up with the, the ideas. All right. Well, what were both of you guys doing before you became Mushroom Man Gates here? Yeah, so I was I was actually an entrepreneur before this. I was in marketing. I kind of just like fell into starting a marketing agency that was we did like SEO for medical practices and while it was making me some good money, I felt so little passion for it that it was just a struggle to work every day. And so honestly when COVID started, that business collapsed. And I thought that was, you know, the, the worst day of my life. And it turned out to be a major, and simultaneously I had a broken leg and it turned out to be a huge blessing. I've had an extremely non-linear career path. I went all over the map. I tried real estate. I managed an Andy Warhol art gallery. Right before when COVID happened, I was managing hotels. And yeah, I just, I never had found the thing that clicked. And for me, COVID was also, in a way, a big blessing to be able to reset and have 
time to do nothing and uh, get paid by the government. And uh, my unemployment money is actually what really started our mushroom endeavors. I used that to really fund the initial, you know, design and product formulation and things like that. And I think it was a really big lesson on when you take the pressure off. Like I remember feeling, what am I going to do? How like, what do I want to do with my life? And I, we were, Jake and I were taking all these courses online, like Peter Thiel, Stanford classes, and just really trying to keep busy and stimulate. And then I just remember feeling, let's just let it go. And then the idea of mushrooms just magically appeared. And it was really nice when you just take the pressure off yourself and you allow life to give you the answer. So that was really, really cool. Oh, I, I love that. that. Yeah, that is really, really cool. Well, all right. So my next question here, and we'll, we'll get to actually, listeners, we're, we're going to get to the mushrooms here in a minute, but I'm kind of fascinated by this journey. So here you guys are, you're in this COVID, you're both kind of, in, it sounds like in this state of flux, you're experimenting with mushrooms, you're growing some mushrooms kind of as a side hobby, it sounds like. At what point do you go from growing mushrooms in your closet to saying, hey, this is a viable business idea. And how does that work? Talk us through going from just, hey, let's grow some mushrooms. It sounds like, Stephanie, that was kind of your idea. And Jake, you got talked into it and went along with it to this. This is now you guys. This is your career. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It, what it was, was the turning point? When did you say, hey, we, we can actually make a living doing this? It, it was honestly more. It was more organic than that. You know, totally. it was just like all right, these mushrooms are great. How do we, let's give them to our friends. And then it was like, okay. Yeah. And then it was like, well, our friends don't want to eat this dirt powder. So <laughs> let's do something with it. And Stephanie was like, let's make chocolates. And I was like, ah, there's already some chocolates. Why don't we make a gummy? I've never seen that before. And then we, we actually literally made them ourselves in the kitchen. We literally put, we actually put chef hats on. We have a photo. <laughs> If you want to see, we actually were wearing, we ordered chef hats and then we made the gummies and they came out terribly, really, really awful. And then we iterated and we practiced and we trained and then we hired an actual gummy scientist, a professional. And we just really wanted to make something that would be good for our friends and community and family. And then, yeah, that, that was really the start of it. I don't know, Stephanie, anything to add on that? No, I, I, it's perfectly said. It was just an organic process. We, we never set out to make this our career or a company. It was just more of a passion project and it was really centered around community. And it just so happens that the name we ended up choosing, Troop, means a group of mushrooms that grows together. So we started off as a community brand and that's, you know, at the very core and essence of, of what we are and who we are. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm learning something new here. So troop is a mass noun then. It's kind of like a, a murder of crows yes. or a parliament of owls. It's a troop yes. of mushrooms. Did not yeah. know that. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, if folks aren't following along, we'll, we'll certainly get there, but the business name is troop. So now, now we know why. All right. Well, let's dig into, let's, let's get into this. Let's start, let's go all the way back to the basics here. What is a mushroom? What, def what defines a mushroom? What makes a mushroom a mushroom? Yeah. So mushrooms, as we know, grow above the ground. That is called the fruiting body of the mushroom. Mushrooms actually have this incredible network and underground root structure called mycelium. And you can actually see really beautiful visuals on this and fantastic fungi. But 
we're starting to realize the power of this mycelium. It connects the ecosystem and it transmits nutrients from trees and other parts of the ecosystem. And it's kind of really just almost like the center of it. And mushrooms also help decay matter in forests. And they're also the start of rebirth. So mushrooms Mm. have been with us since the very beginning of time. Jake's really fun fact, he's probably going to be mad that I'm saying this, is that we are extremely closely related to mushrooms, I think, or to the fungi kingdom, more so than even the animal kingdom. Sorry. Yeah, I stole wanted to point, point that as a note that mushrooms are not plants. And a lot right. of people think mushrooms are plants. Mushrooms are fungi, and that's part of the fungi kingdom, which is a totally separate kingdom from plants or animals. And we are more closely related to fungi than we are to animals. So people always think that, oh, because animals look like us and they act like us, we're genetically more similar. We're actually more similar to mushrooms, which is okay. so wild. That is yeah. so wild. Yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've heard that and I find that absolutely fascinating. I probably like the vast majority of people just assumed that mushrooms were, were plants, right? And it turns yeah. out they're, like you said, they're, they're their own kingdom. They're more closely related to humans than a lot of animals are. Really fascinating stuff. And they have been with us for all time. So you had referenced this earlier. Once upon a time, there would have been this traditional knowledge about mushrooms from a medicinal sense, and we can mm-hmm. throw into their spiritual medicine as well. Talk to us a little bit, I guess at just a high level, about the history of mushroom usage and what we might know from a historical context. Yeah. Mushrooms have been used, medicinal mushrooms have been used in for thousands of years in cultures all around the world to boost immunity, help reduce brain fog, for gut health, all sorts of ailments. Psychedelic mushrooms, there is actually a theory called the Stone Dave theory that when the Homo sapiens were traveling, psilocybin mushrooms were growing in those parts of the world and that the brain like quadrupled in, in size in this short period of time. And there's a theory that attributes that to psychedelics because it's very expansive. But there is no doubt that people have been taking psychedelic mushrooms also for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah Jake, I don't know if you want to add that. It's in every culture. They, they, a leading theory that I've heard recently is that Moses, when he went up onto this, the mountain and wrote the Ten Commandments, that mountain apparently is known for being covered in psychedelic mushrooms. And that would make sense. You know, he's out there eating a bunch of mushrooms and hearing God, you know? And so there's literature that has described the use of mushrooms in every culture around the world. It's pretty ubiquitous, which is really, really cool and interesting to think how, how these mushrooms may have shaped cultures and thinking around the world. Yeah. Go ahead. And even to add to that, you know, mushrooms, excuse me, (laughs) psilocybin mushrooms were actually uh, in use during the 70s in America. People were using them. And, you know, then there became this whole propaganda movement on how psychedelics are so bad for you. And, you know, I think that a lot of that is the government being scared of people becoming free in their minds and, you know, not wanting to go to war. And then when you look at the side of adaptogen mushrooms, these can actually help prevent ailments. And I think big pharmaceutical companies are very scared of that because unfortunately, our pharmaceutical industry makes money off of us being sick. So not getting sick is not good for business. 
So when you see something that can help prevent things, it's it's threatening. And I think that is a very big reason why there haven't been so many clinical studies, clinical trials on this in the past, because it was intimidating to them. But now there is such a huge, massive wave of mushroom information coming out that it's impossible to ignore. And you actually have these big pharmaceutical companies investing in clinical trials for psilocybin. And now there's more and more trials being done for adaptogens and functional mushrooms as well. Yeah, so that's that's really interesting. If we think what was going on in the late 60s, early 70s, all the cultural turmoil we had at the time, certainly anybody who has, has any experience with any psychedelic drug, basically, you can see how that would be a threat to the establishment, right? There is nothing more perspective shifting in this world, really, that you can do and just really dramatically shift your worldview in a space of just a few hours as, as a psychedelic experience. And you can see how that would be threatening to certainly to the establishment. And then to your point, when we talk about big pharma, big medicine, we're talking trillions of dollars, not billions, not millions, trillions of dollars at stake here. And certainly us as being sick is a, we're cash cows, right? Especially in my demographic, the 50s and 60s, maybe even 70s, were, were definitely even more so cash cows, specifically with our lifestyle illnesses, right? Things that could be changed by behavior changes. So clearly, I can see how that would be a roadblock to this being perceived as medicine or more widespread. Now, you had mentioned that there are big farmers jumping in, and really, big farmers not going to jump in unless there's dollars to be made. So you can't really patent a mushroom. Are they then looking to maybe extract, like say the psilocybin and change a, a molecule or something so that they can patent it and it can be theirs and they can, they can sell how, what is their vested interest? They're, they're not interested again in us having preventative health. Mm. They are interested in, in making money. It, that's just the financial reality. What, what do they see? What's, what is, what's in it for them? Yeah, that, that was actually exactly correct. They are extracting and making synthetics, synthetic psilocybin so that they can patent it and they can put it in a pill that you then have to get prescribed and then you have to take just so they can keep it within the same framework that we're already in that you know has kept people sick for so long versus these mushrooms that literally grow in your backyard and just taking one and having these revelations that you know can really help with your depression and anxiety so you don't have to take daily SSRIs anymore. You just t- take this mushroom grown in your, in your garden once every six months and you're fine. They definitely want to package it and uh, make it something that they can control. And so that, that's kind of where the regulation is halted and dealing with right now because unfortunately, they're the number one lobbying group in the country. So sure. Yeah. So it's definitely there. It's an uphill battle, but people are waking up. And now with the propagation of information on the internet, it's becoming harder and harder to control this information. And now all these different research groups are doing research on it. John Hopkins has done research on how this, it's the most effective, like antidepressant. It's the most effective cessation from smoking. If you're if you're a, you know, a smoker or addicted to any type of thing, it's the absolute times 5x most effective tool for that. And you really, and you only need to do it one time. 
which is, you know, it's not an every single day type of thing. So it, it's really, it's happening whether, you know, the pharma companies like it or not. And they're definitely trying to get their piece in it, but we'll, def- we'll see, you know, how that goes. Yeah, there's some fascinating, some fascinating research coming out now. And certainly this class of medicine, when we talk about mental health, spiritual health, emotional health, you had mentioned, hey, there are people that are dramatically curing things like PTSD, addiction, severe trauma, and not by, you know, this take this pill every day for the rest of your life, but by having one session, by having two sessions. And that in itself has to be scary to big pharma, right? That's not what they want. That's that's mm-hmm. not the narrative that they would that they that works in their financial reality. But I think that, you know, ketamine is now legal in all 50 states. And even in my little town, there's several places you could go and do ketamine therapy. There's, you know, other substances. There are retreats now that are built around this. And I want to be clear also, some of our listeners might be thinking, well, wait a minute, Did, are is troop selling psilocybin gummies? <laughs> How do I get some of those? Just to be clear, we're, we're going to move this conversation, but you are not selling psychoactive no. gummies. Yeah. Is that correct? No. Okay, right. All right. Let's get no. the, the record straight. Yeah. Here. We are just fascinated by it and see it for sure as part of the future of medicine, but we are for sure not selling psychedelics. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. At least not over the internet. Uh, Okay. No, we can't say that. (laughs) All right. So let's just, let's just switch here. Let's switch gears a little bit. So it seems to me there's a bunch of, there's different classes, I guess, of mushrooms, maybe that if that's the right word, but we have culinary mushrooms, right? We eat them because they taste good and they provide texture in our food. There's these functional adaptogenic mushrooms. There's poisonous mushrooms. There's mm-hmm. psychedelic mushrooms. There's what is, what is there different classes of mushroom? What makes a mushroom adaptogenic versus culinary versus poisonous versus psychoactive? What, I mean, this is just a broad, broad group of, of, fungi. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of a matter of the chemical components. So psilocybin is what makes the magic mushroom magic. And then in the adaptogenic mushrooms, there's just specific properties in them that, for instance, beta-glucans and polysaccharides that make them extremely beneficial for your immune system and other functions of the body. And then when you have poisonous mushrooms, there's compounds in those mushrooms that make them uh, poisonous. In, in those specific ones that are obviously not um, prominent or even there in other mushrooms. And why we call the functional mushrooms functional mushrooms, that, that's a separate class, is yeah. they are basically like superfood mushrooms. They go above and beyond what culinary mushrooms have in terms of their health benefits. So they have particular compounds like lion's mane mushroom is a mushroom that's amazing for your brain. It has a uh, a compound called hericinones, and that is uh, incredible for repairing your brain's neurons. So actually repairing and increasing the neurons in your brain, increasing neuroplasticity so that your brain can continue to heal and grow, which also helps it to prevent things like Alzheimer's and dementia. So it's incredibly beneficial and it goes above and beyond just what a, a culinary mushroom would do. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for that. I it, I want to kind of dig into some of these, but before we get there, you guys have used the word, and I've probably used it as well, adaptogen several times here. What the heck's an adaptogen? What does that mean? 
Yeah. Adaptogen is not just mushrooms. It can be other herbs or plants, but it's just basically, you know, a we'll take it a mushroom, for example. When the mushroom enters your body, it adapts to what your body needs. So it kind of just fits what the body is needing in that current moment. That's why it's called an adaptogen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks. And, and like you said, Jake, there, there's this class of functional mushrooms and they are classified by having these over and above health giving properties, unlike say maybe a button mushroom, which may have some of these things, but not in concentration perhaps. All right. So let's dig into this. What are some of the most popular, you had mentioned lion's mane there and talked a little bit about its, you know, its health benefits. I know on your site, you've got the reishi, the lion's mane, the chaga, the cordyceps, turkey tails, another big one. What are, what are some of these more popular mushrooms and what are some of their health benefits? Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on lion's mane because that's my favorite. And I know Jake is probably going to want to talk about his favorite. But yeah, lion's mane is definitely one of the most popular functional mushrooms out there because of what Jake mentioned. It helps protect the brain from the side effects of aging, which is why it is very powerful in helping prevent neurodegenerative diseases. It also helps reduce brain fog. It helps inflammation. It helps with gut health. Yeah, so it's extremely popular. It's actually our most popular product as well. And we work with some of the most popular mushrooms that people are seeking out right now. So lion's mane, reishi, chaga, maitake, cordyceps, turkey tail. Those are really the big six. And I know Jake will probably want to talk about reishi. (laughs) Jake, is reishi your favorite? Reishi is my favorite. Yeah, I have really struggled in my life from insomnia, anxiety-related insomnia. So I would stare at the ceiling for five straight hours trying to sleep every night for many, many years straight. And reishi has significantly helped this where you take reishi, it has a a real anti-anxiety, anti-stress effect right away. But then in the long term, it has, it's known as the elixir of immortality because it has anti-aging properties. It's amazing for your immune system. You'll get sick less often. It's incredible for skin and nails and just overall cellular health. And so, yeah, I, I, Reishi is my favorite product and I, I just kill bottles of them all the time. (laughs) And uh, a lot of our customers take them before bed. They don't actually make you tired. It just actually reduces your stress and anxiety. So you feel chill and you feel calm and then it really helps you sleep. So yeah, that's definitely my favorite mushroom. Gotcha. Now you mentioned you're just, you're chowing these things down. Do I need to be concerned with how much of some of these functional mushrooms I eat? I suppose like anything too much is, is not good, but is, what is the ideal dose? Is there an efficacious dose that, that you're looking for in each of these mushrooms? Yeah. So there's, they, these mushrooms are completely non-toxic, so you can't overdose on them, but they will, you know, have not the same effect that when you take 10x, it'll kind of like kind of level out. But we do have an efficacious dose, which is about one milliliter of extract. So we have a a very, very potent extract where we use a patent pending triple extraction method to get all of the highest quality bioavailable ingredients out of the mushrooms so that we can put them in our gummies. And two gummies is the dose. So You really just need two gummies and that is the uh, effective dose. However, some people are feel 
some people feel more sensitive and some people feel less. Like my mom is very sensitive for lion's mane. She only takes one because she really feels the brain buzz and that's enough for her. For some people who are less, less sensitive, like kind of my, myself, I'm, I'm building my body sensitivity, but I would take, I take three reishi gummies at night and that's like my effective dose, but it's just going to be different for every person. Okay. Thank you for that. And that certainly makes sense. And when we, when we, you had mentioned this, this bioavailability, and I, I suppose that we want the, the full spectrum of these mushrooms when we're eating them. Is there a difference between me going out and just finding some lion's mane and just eating it <laughs> versus you had mentioned this triple patent pending extrusion process? What, is there a difference there? Is there is it better to do it in a supplement form? Are you do you feel like you're capturing ninety percent, or do you capture do you feel like you're really capturing the full essence of these of these mushrooms? Talk to us a little about that. Yeah, for sure. So the majority of the bioavailable compounds are locked within the cell walls of these mushrooms called chitin, and in order for your body to really absorb them and use them to their benefit, they have to be extracted. And they're fat-soluble and water-soluble, which means that you need an alcohol and a water extraction. And then we even take it a step further. So when you're heating up these mushrooms to extract them, each mushroom has a specific temperature that is specific to that mushroom and most optimal for that mushroom. So we work very closely with our extraction team who has used studies on each of these mushrooms to find each of these specific temperatures. And we also do a cold water extraction as well. And the whole methodology is uh, patent pending, which is amazing. So if you were to just go out and eat lion's mane, it does have a lot of great benefits for you. It's really good for you, has a lot of vitamins and minerals, but you're not getting the complete picture of the mushroom. And when you are looking at the mushroom industry as a whole, unfortunately, the supplement industry is very unregulated. So you can go and buy a mushroom product, but there's actually no mushrooms in there or there's very little mushrooms. So not every mushroom product is created the same. And earlier on, I I referenced this mycelial network of mushrooms. And when you're growing a mushroom, it's a lot cheaper and it takes a lot less time to grow mycelium. It eats essentially grain. And when you are just looking at that, the mycelium in the grain or the rice or whatever it is, If you grind that up, which is what a lot of companies are doing, you're getting just a lot of grain. So we really wanted to make the best quality product possible. And to do that, you really need to use the fruiting body. And it's more expensive and it takes more time. And the extraction process is very expensive. But what's the point of taking it if you're not actually getting all of the benefits? Right on. Okay. Yeah, I I love that. Now, that brings me to, I guess, my next question. You guys started all of this by growing mushrooms in your closet. I'm, I'm guessing that's not where all these mushrooms come from. Where, how, <laughs> how are you sourcing mushrooms, and is that difficult? Uh, we have researched a ton. I think we have a spreadsheet of pretty much every single mushroom farm in the country. Being sourced in America was our number one priority because it's way more control over the supply chain and in the sense of quality. A lot of mushrooms come from China, and there are some good mushrooms that come from there, but a lot of them are very high in contaminants because of the pollutants in the air and lead in the water supply. So we said absolutely no to Chinese mushrooms grown in the USA. 
And when we were searching for our partner, we actually worked with our testing company because we test all of our extractions. And we tested from all these different places and found the most bioavailable extractions that we could find. And they are vertically integrated. So they grow all of the mushrooms themselves, except for our chaga, which is probably the most sustainable chaga on the market. It's from Alaska. It's wild harvested. It's sustainably cultivated and no trees are harmed in the process of that. And so they grow everything but source the chaga and then they do all of their own extractions and we test all of it to obviously make sure that, you know, it's it's safe and free from any contaminants, which of course it is. It's also USDA certified organic. But we also go ahead and we test for the bioavailability, which a lot of companies are not doing. Gotcha. Okay. And as you're selling these, am I buying a bottle of lion's mane and am I buying a bottle of chaga and a different one of reishi or is, can I get like a multivitamin? Can I get the, all of them together or is it a bad idea to mix them all at once? Oh, definitely not a bad idea. And it's just about kind of the benefits that you're seeking. So we have three products. We have a lion's mane gummy, which is just concentrated lion's mane. So that's just kind of like for focus. We say, take that in the morning. We have the reishi gummy, which is, you know, for anti-anxiety stress. And we say, take that at night. And then we do actually have a, what we call a multi-mush instead of a multivitamin. It's got six mushrooms in it. It's a six mushroom blend. So it has, it's less concentrated like amount of the other two, but it has six different mushrooms that all provide different benefits. And that is kind of what we say is like, if you're an intro, you want to start taking that so you can try, start getting all the different benefits and all the different mushrooms in. So that's, yeah, our, our multi-mush. Multi-mush. All right, great. Thanks. And in terms of, of mushrooms, you mentioned that you kind of got the big six here. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that most people have probably, they probably haven't tried it, but they probably have heard of, of reishi, turkey tail, what do we say, chaga, cordyceps, perhaps. Are there some obscure ones out there that you guys are excited about that have health benefits that maybe you guys are looking for potential future formulations? Or what is the cutting edge research on on functional mushrooms look like? What's what's coming around the bend? Jake, yeah. I feel like you love talking about this. I will just start <laughs> off by saying that yes, of course, we are always looking for to the future of what we want to create. And we have so many different ideas. Right now, our products are strictly just mushrooms. Moving forward, we're going to be incorporating other plants and adaptogens and herbs into it and creating holistic blends. And I feel bad saying this because I do know Jake loves saying it, but we are really at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what we know about functional mushrooms and they're constantly discovering new species. So right now we're working with the mushrooms that have the most literature around them and the most scientific backing. And we really pride ourselves on being this intersection of science and nature. So we want to be working with mushrooms that have been studied and demonstrated their, their benefits. But as the industry continues to discover more mushrooms, we definitely want to be on the forefront releasing new products, incorporating those mushrooms. For, for an example, there's a mushroom called Tremella that is actually been shown to be incredible for your skin. So it's actually performs better than hyaluronic acid, which is like the leading skincare hydrator. And this mushroom has molecules that actually penetrate deeper and are more hydrating than that. So, and that, that's a mushroom that was just, you know, discovered. So 
it's it's really such a cool space of science because they've always been here and we're just like strangely starting to look at them now, which is, it's just really exciting. So I'm envisioning that there's just this, I don't, and I I say this with the utmost respect, but there's this almost, there's this nerd group, there's this nerd mushroom cult in the world that that you guys are this underground community, right? I know who's the big mushroom guy to the radical mycology thing. You guys must know who I'm talking about. Yes, uh, I feel like his name is Peter, but I'm forgetting. Peter, his Peter, Peter or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at any rate, yeah, is, I, is that I true? Do, do, do you guys know? Are you like plugged into this little underground mushroom community? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we, we, right. We've definitely, and we've gone foraging. And right? it's yeah. Just, it's so much fun. And yeah, the people who are into mushrooms are very into mushrooms. You know, it's, gotcha. it's definitely, it's a lifestyle. And it's really cool to be able to like take this lifestyle and kind of spread it to more and more people. And it is contagious. I mean, the, it's so funny. You see the mycelial effect, the network effect of mushrooms really just taking, t- not taking over, but just spreading so much. It's uh, traversing across the country and People, I feel like, are way more open-minded these days to learn about mushrooms. And it's I feel like this underground community is really surfacing to above ground. All right. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. This, yeah. this kind of the fruiting body of this, <laughs> this movement is, is starting to show itself. Well, yeah. if somebody out there is interested and said, well, my goodness, I had no idea. And, you know, I just think of mushrooms that I see in the grocery store. And they're kind of curious. They're mushroom curious. What resources, you already mentioned a couple, I think the Netflix documentaries, books, but where would you point somebody who just wants to get maybe to see if there's a mushroom foraging group in their area or how would you, how would you invite people into, let's say this, this subculture to get started? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, our website has a ton of blog articles for education. So any topic you can think of, we probably have a blog article on it. Um, but there are different communities for foraging in different areas. I know I'm on a newsletter for one here in LA. So uh, for that type of thing, I would recommend just Googling mushroom foraging uh, in whatever city you're in or whatever place you're in. And Thanks, I bro. bet you that you will find something. And then in terms of furthering your education, there are so many podcasts. We really look up to Paul Stamets, obviously, who is a leading mycologist. He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast, which is very fascinating to listen to. And yeah, Fantastic Fungi is a great resource. And How to Change Your Mind is a great resource as well. Jake, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I was just saying, there's some really in-depth Facebook groups, like mushroom identifying Facebook groups where Mm -hmm. people will just be sending photos of mushrooms that they find in in their local area. And it's really interesting because... There are so many species of mushroom that are still yet to be discovered that amateur mycologists like this are actually discovering new species all the time, like completely unknown species, which is like just so exciting that you could go in your backyard and find a literally a new mushroom that's never been discovered before. So there's, there's whole like communities in these Facebook groups who do this as well. So you could be a citizen, citizen scientist, right? Yeah. yeah. I actually, I follow a mushroom mycologist or a mycologist, Juliana Fauci, and she's one, she's kind of like a Paul Stamets and she just discovered a new mushroom in Patagonia. 
And she's like, this is incredibly exciting for me because I've been doing this for so many years and I just discovered a new mushroom. And it's just, it, to Jake's point, it's so cool and interesting that we're in this industry where we're constantly learning and discovering and it's just only growing and the potential is only increasing by the day. So it really excites us to be involved in a community and in an industry that is always growing and pushing. Yeah, I mean, as a kind of a, a casual outsider, it does seem to me that mushrooms are having a bit of a day right now. They they seem to be everywhere, both for the the mental health medicine aspect and the psych- psychedelic aspect, as well as certainly that adaptogenic and wellness. So as we're kind of wrapping up here, if somebody wants to check you guys out, find out more about you, how how can people connect with you? Where do you want to send them? I'd say definitely our website would be the best place to learn about us and learn about our products. And that is at trytroop.com, T-R-Y-T-R-O-O-P.com. We also are on Instagram. We post a lot of fun mushroom content and fun mushroom information. And that's at trytroop, T-R-Y-T-R-O-O-P. We also have a newsletter. We send really fun information, all these different things. You would love to sign up for that. Um, Steph, you have anything else on that? And we would love to uh, offer something to your listeners as well before we wrap up. Silver Edge 20, if they are interested in trying our products, Silver Edge 20 for 20% off. Yeah. All right, folks. So trytroop.com. And look, if you're listening to this and you're trying to keep up with all the different resources, I'll go back through this and make sure I get all those references to the people that, for example, Stephanie just mentioned a couple of mycologists she follows, and you guys mentioned a couple of documentaries, books, et cetera, as well as all of Troop's information, their Instagram website, all that stuff will be in the show notes. You guys can find that there. Stephanie and Jake, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and just sharing your passion and your knowledge and your wisdom with us. I think the work you're doing is fantastic. Really excited for where you guys take this. Oh, thanks Thank so much, Kevin. So really appreciate it. Yeah, this it was a pleasure playing with you. Yeah. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you folks can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 266. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. The first is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to please click the like and subscribe buttons, and for you podcast folks to please give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today, and until next time, stay strong. Stay strong.